captain's log. No star date. McCoy has changed the course of time. What are you? I am the guardian of forever. Now. All right, come on. Oh, how careless of your wife to let you go out that way. What? One day soon, man is going to be able to harness incredible energies, maybe even the atom. Speculation. I find her most uncommon, Mr. Spock. Murderers! Assassins! I'm in love with Edith Keeler. Edith Keeler must die. No, Jim! Hey, everybody. What a great day for a podcast. Uh, you're going to love fall in New York City. The question is, will the fall in London be just as lovely? And, more importantly, will I be able to watch American football on Sunday? Because don't they know all over the world that the best sport in the best country should be available for all to see? But don't worry. I'll represent when I get there. Let's start an all-new podcast. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Dave Joskow Podcast, middle of September 2016, almost our 100th show. I know, I got to come up with something, the 100th show, I've been thinking about it, I've been thinking about it. Last night I was down at the uh, Village Underground, oh, I got some uh, crazy news, and we'll get to all of that, of course, but uh, this is my pre-London podcast, going to London with my niece, as many of you know who listen to the podcast, and that is all happening tomorrow. So I'm doing a little late, and I got a little later start than I usually. I like to kind of record around 6.30, 7 o'clock when it's still daylight out, you know. But right now I'm in the dark because, you know, there's planning to do. I had to talk to my Aunt Judy, you know, about how uh, what a bitch my mother is. That's an important conversation. I had to talk to my sister about what a bitch my niece is. <laughs> I'm kidding in case she's listening. Uh, she's not a bitch, you know. It's just like everybody's trying to give me money so I can spend it over there. But I'm like, no, she, what? For what? She doesn't eat. She doesn't drink. They'll probably spend a hundred bucks tops. Five days. You know, I'm gonna be the one. I'm spending it on myself. I don't need your money. I mean, I'll take it. That's what you want to do. My mother's like, my mother told Aunt Judy. She's like, I don't think he should be going. He doesn't have any money. Um, and my Aunt Judy's like, do you know who you're talking to? Because my Aunt Judy's like a genius. She she doesn't have any money, but she travels all around the world all the time. I don't know how she does it. She just is, she's smart. She's not dumb. She's smart. And she knows stuff. She's one of those people that'll, you know, go listen to a, a, a condo pitch just for the vacation. She doesn't mind. She's got time to kill and she doesn't care and she just likes to travel, which is crazy because, as you know, I hate traveling. So the worst part of tomorrow is the airport stuff. However, taking a sip of water, uh, Artie's, uh, tour, uh, Artie's got a, a good tour manager friend, and he's hooking me up uh, with some passes so I can get into at least uh, the, the lounge at the airport, you know, which will be nice. So we can spend some time. Just right now, I'm having 
trouble figuring out whether I should uh, check bags or not. I like to check bags because I'm never in a rush. Once I get off that plane, I'm so happy to be on the ground. I can't wait to just hang out, take it slow. It's not a business trip. I don't have to be anywhere at a certain time. So I don't give a shit waiting for the goddamn carousel of packages. But I just bought a new carry-on case. I just bought a new carry-on case. Um, I mean, I just got it in the mail today. I ordered it from Macy's. I thought luggage was really expensive, but it's only $100. I thought it was like $500. I haven't bought a piece of luggage at, well, ever. I think I bought one at the 99-cent store like a long time ago. The last time I went to London, now that I think about it. Uh, and that didn't last that I think that was about 20 bucks. But this time I bought like a serious piece of luggage, you know. And uh, it's on wheels. <laughs> Apparently they have that now. And I, uh, you know, I, I just don't mind. I don't know. Why do I got to check? a? Ba- I, I don't, I hate people that don't check bags, you know, because they're mean and they take up the space and they're mean. But, I, you know, I, I guess it's just easier. But, you know, I like to, because the difference is my niece wants to take her facial cleanser and I want to take my hair gel and they're all over three ounces. And apparently if you check a bag, you can take stuff over three ounces. But then I'm like, well, if we're only talking about facial watch and a hair gel, well, who gives a crap? You know, we might as well not check it. I mean, let's just assume, you know, we're going on vacation technically, that, that, that money is no object. So, you know, who cares? It just I don't like carrying my bag around the airport. If you're getting there three hours early, who wants to carry your bag around the airport? I'd rather have it checked and, and be free-handed. But if we're going to the lounge, I think, you know, they're pretty secure there where you can just kind of leave your bag and I guess you trust everybody there. I mean, you have to. I mean, until somebody messes it up, the bags that go on the carousel, I mean, think how messed up that is. You're just sitting and it's going round and round and anybody could steal your bag. Nobody really checks. I think they used to after 9-11 and now they don't. That's the great place to just get somebody's luggage. But what's in somebody's luggage? You know, panties. <laughs> panties. So. I don't know, you know, I'm very, I'm, I'm not uptight, I'm looking forward to it, but I am also uptight. You know, getting to the airport, all that nonsense, that's the reason I don't travel. Who wants to do that? Um, I mean, e- even if somebody was driving me or whatever, I mean, it's just, it's just hassle, hassle, hassle. Even if you're going first class, you still have to do stuff and you still have to be around other people that suck. Most people that fly are assholes, and that's the problem. They don't have any respect, and I really try and be courteous to other people when they fly, but some people just don't give a shit. The good news is, I mean, I, I have a traveling companion. I always fly by myself, so at least that's that's new. That'll be nice. It's it's nice to fly with somebody else, so maybe that'll make the difference. Remember, the last person I flew with was my mother, going out of Kentucky for my cunty uncle. What an asshole. But I got to say, that picture of the will that he left us out of, that is just the gift that keeps on giving. I mean, it is funny. Last night, uh, it was Jeff Ross's birthday, so we went to the Friars Club. We had a little party. And there were these hot girls there, and I showed them the picture. I'm like, oh, you got to see this. I don't know how it came up. It, it came up flowingly. You know, it, was, it wasn't just like, hey, check this out. Uh, but it's classic. And the thing is, you have to see it in print. I mean, you got to see it in print. You can tell the story, but when you see it in print, it's what makes it even. People are just, their eyes bulge out because nobody's seen anything like it. You know, it's like, it's just so funny. And um, clearly, I'm not angry about it anymore. It's just, it's just. It, it, there's, there's no, you know, nobody's alive that I can get angry about. I'm not talking to those cousins anymore. 
the, the one cousin keeps sending me Candy Crush lives, but you know, I'm I'm giving her the silent treatment. Why shouldn't I? They all lied to me. They all lied to me. They didn't tell me the truth. They knew I was out of that. W- all right, listen, I'm not going to bring this up again. We're having a good time, right? So forget what, what's the matter with me. Look at me. I'm already starting up already. Been mean to everybody for the past two days. Last night I went to the Village Underground. So last night I go to the Village Underground, right? You know, where I do the Godfather show because I want to see uh, Misery Loves Company where sometimes I'm on that podcast. Kevin Brennan, Lenny Marcus is going to be on our football show. And I look on the website and, you know, we have the big football show coming up September 27th. Artie's completely in. He's excited about it, which makes me excited. Lenny's excited. It's going to be super fun. The puppet's excited. Everybody's excited. Then I found out they, 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 my show's at 630. Oh, and I, I have an announcement about that too, but my show's at 630 and, and they put Michelle Wolf, who is really getting on my last nerve. She's a comic. She writes for The Daily Show. I, I don't know what happens. It's like as soon as I do this podcast, I can't stop sniffing or maybe I can't. I don't know. I don't know whether I have allergies or not. I know I keep like sniffing in. I can hear it when I listen to the podcast back. And by the way, let me apologize last week. I must have used the word interesting like 30,000 times. It was getting on my nerves. So I'm going to try not to do that anymore, but I couldn't help myself. Gene Wilder's interesting. <laughs> Look, I did it again. There's got to be, I got to get a better vocabulary because I stink. So my show's at 6.30. This girl, Michelle Wolf, who is a very good comic and is probably going to be very big if you haven't heard of her. Michelle Wolf. They worship her at the Comedy Cellar. They put her on at 8 o'clock. My show's at 6.30. I talked to the manager, Liz. She goes, I thought your show was a half hour. I'm like, why would it be a half hour? What shows a half hour where you're charging money and making people buy two drinks, you fucking idiot? I'm like really pissed about it. Because then we got to ride out of there really quick because she's got to sold out. Oh, but show's so sold out. I'm like, oh, well, I'm sorry. You don't know whether my show's going to be sold out or not. It might be. You fucking jerk off. I'm like really pissed about this. And it's like kind of ruining my trip. Because I don't want anything. I'm there first, so I will stay as long as I fucking want. I mean, it's only an hour. I'll try and get out by 740, but I'm not getting out any earlier than that. That's, go fuck yourself. You're going to fucking do that to me. I don't bring in any fucking business to your club. I got three sold-out shows of the Godfather shows. You, you can't give me any fucking respect. It's bad enough they couldn't give me a 7 o'clock show. They had to give me 630. But I was like, you know, we don't know what we're doing. It's a, you know, it's a first kind of show. But she told me people are even buying tickets for October, November, December already. I mean, they couldn't be more thrilled. So why, but we don't want to rush people out of there. I mean, I understand if there's another show after. You couldn't make it 8.15, 8.30, and then you're telling me, like, but her show's sold out. I'm like, fuck you. My show, my show, maybe it'll be sold out, too. You don't know. Because here's the thing. It turns out we're not doing a live YouTube event, but they are. YouTube is coming. They are going to film it. They're getting an overnight editor, and then they're going to put it on YouTube the next day, on Wednesday. So it'll be totally relevant and perfect. You'll be able to see me and Artie and Lenny and uh, hopefully Jeff Ross on TV doing our picks. You'll be able to see the whole show on YouTube on Wednesday, September 28th. If you don't get a chance to come down and see the live show on Tuesday, September 27th. So that's going to be trying. So think about this. I'm filming a fucking show that's technically on, you know, television. I mean, YouTube, but, but technically I can watch YouTube on my television. So it's on television and this fucking cunt is coming over and doing a fucking stand-up show with one person and they're giving her precedence. Have you ever heard of Michelle Wolf before? No. So why does she get precedence over me? I'm just really angry at the schedule. That's poor schedule. I thought your show was a half hour. What the 
fuck is the matter with you? I'm going to fucking, uh, 200 people, I'm going to make show up for a fucking half hour show? I thought the hour was perfect, you know? An hour for this kind of show is perfect because we're doing it four times. It shouldn't be any longer. We don't need any comics in the middle or anything. I mean, I always have a comic open the show or something, but, you know, you don't need it. Like Lenny and, they had two comics in the middle of the show, and that's what Tom Poppet does. I don't like that anymore. I thought I liked that, but I don't like that. It's just, um, you might as well just give a lesser show. But they did a full show because, you know, you try, if you're charging 10 bucks, then you want a full show. Like the Godfather, you want to be there for an hour and a half, hour 40. You want to give people this money worth five bucks? I don't mind so much. I didn't even want to charge five bucks because I wasn't sure if the TV cameras were coming and were going to be in people's way. But the producers of the YouTube thing said, we're going to pack the place. So it should be sold out. So fuck you. You're sitting there, you're making two sold-out shows in one night on a fucking Tuesday, and you're, you're, you're not giving me my way? She can't go on at 8.30? All she needs is a fucking microphone. I got tables, I got puppets, I got people running through the audience asking questions. You know, it's pissing me off, and I don't want to get pissed off before my trip. And I called her today, and she didn't call me back, which means she knows she fucked up, or she knows I'm going to yell at her. really upset about this but like i said i'm there first they're not going to turn the lights off of me if i go late you know for, so that's their problem that's their fucking problem you're going to fucking schedule that tight you're a fucking idiot i gotta relax right i gotta relax all right all right all right uh let's talk about Let's talk. Let's just go into some news before we do anything else. Let's have some uh, fun before we go into some other. Or should we do that later? We usually do that later in the show. Should we continue? I don't know. Um, what do you want to do here? Oh, well, I, how about this? How about this? Uh, here's what's fucked up, right? Okay. I'm obviously doing the podcast completely wrong. Because I was just talking to somebody at work today. And on Saturday night, they have tickets to go see a live podcast, which I saw last night, a live podcast. And I mean, technically, I'm doing a live podcast for the football show. I mean, technically, technically, right? I mean, I wonder if I, do I do a podcast after the show or do I air the podcast? But if it's on YouTube, do I really, hmm. I don't know. I got to figure that out too. Anyway, they're doing a live podcast. Lenny and, and Kevin, they're doing a live podcast, which I guess they'll air, you know, on their podcast. So this girl tells me she's going to see a live podcast on Saturday at like a, a big venue. And it's called the Gilmore Guys. Did you hear me? The Gilmore Guys. And what they do is they go over every season and every episode of the Gilmore Girls, the TV show. Two dudes who apparently, she says, aren't gay. But of course, you know, I'm not going to harp on that because I'd like to do an entire episode of Notting Hill. So... Uh, I'm not going to blame two dudes for doing it. Good more guys. Now, now these two dudes are genius, genius. Now I couldn't go and do a commentary podcast show on the Gilmore girls because in my world of stand up comedy, it's just too gay. And I can't go on Artie Lang's podcast from time to time and have him say, how's your Gilmore girls podcast going? You know, so, so I can't do it. But what these guys are doing, I mean, they're touring. Now, I've written down some of their dates. And what they do, they go over one episode in one podcast. They talk for like two or three hours on the episode. But technically, this is kind of what I want to do. But listen to these fucking tour dates. 
on September 17th, which is this Saturday. Oh, I must have. Okay, so it's coming up where she's going, whatever. Because she's going somewhere in New York. But this Saturday, they're Paramount Theater in Austin, Texas. On September 18th, the next day, they're in Boulder, Colorado. On October 9th, they're in Nashville, Tennessee, episode 719, It's Just Like Riding a Bike. That's the name of the fucking episode of the Gilmore Girls. They're obviously in season seven. So uh, on October 21st, Lorelei, Lorelei, that's the name of the episode, episode 720, at the Nouveau Theater in Los Angeles, California. The Nouveau Theater is an intimate indoor club, because I, I didn't know it, right? Located at LA Live in downtown Los Angeles. You know LA Live, where the Lakers and the Clippers play? The club seating capacity, get ready, is 2,300 people. These two dudes, these two fags, are going over Gilmore Girl episodes. They're going over one episode. If you get tickets, you only get to hear about one episode, and they're getting a crowd of 2,300, I assume, chicks and gay guys. I'm not finished. On September 11th, they played uh, in Toronto. It's international. September 10th, they were at the PlayStation Theater in New York. In, in on, on June 18th, I guess, is that coming up or is that? No, that's probably last year. Okay, this was this past June. This was the past June. They sold out the, the, the Wilbur Theater in, in, at Boston where Artie and David Tell play. The Wilbur Theater in Boston, they sold it out. In March 6th, they were in Chicago for two nights, a 4 p.m. show and an 8 p.m. show. And the night before, they were at the Women's Club in Minneapolis. Genius! The St. Regis, the Regent Theater in Los Angeles on February 21st. I mean, are you kidding me? These guys are making a fortune talking about the Gilmore Girls, and they've gotten the guests from the show. This is what I need to do. But I got to pick a show because I love doing that kind of stuff, and if that's what it takes, I mean, who cares? I mean, I'd still do this podcast, but I'll have another one where I break down, uh, you know, the fall guy. Now, the fall guy isn't the answer uh, because that's, you know, you, me, and three other people. But there's got to be a show. I mean, obviously, you know, I would just like to do a show where I depict Notting Hill. I don't think I can tour with it. Well, maybe I could. Or Clueless. <laughs> well, I mean, really, I guess technically, doing The Godfather, you know, we've talked about taking the, you know, the live show on the road, but that's, you know, what a pain in the ass it is. You got to bring people with you and stuff. It's not a bad idea. I could probably do it. You know, that's not a bad idea at all. But I liked breaking down, you know, shows and playing the clips and stuff like that. And I like breaking down, like, movies and stuff. I guess I could do that. But I was just saying, if you were going to pick a TV series to break down, which is brilliant because they got, like, eight or nine seasons they can break down. I don't know what they do after. Do they go over it again? Or is that the end of the podcast, which even actually makes it more genius? Which show would I choose to do? You need something with a good, you know, seven, eight, nine seasons. I wonder which show would be good. Something like maybe The Sopranos? Jesus Christ, right? I just don't, I don't know it well enough, but that would probably be genius if you uh, 
kind of just, you know, have a podcast where you depict each episode or Breaking Bad. I guess stuff like that would be manly. You could probably get a crowd for that. But the girl shows, ironically, the way to go. But these two guys, they kind of look a little effeminate. You know, I mean, I don't think, I don't know if a lot of girls will come to see me talk about, kind of like an old man, talk about the Gilmore Girls. I mean, I could. I watched every episode. I'm going to watch the new ones. And I guess if I did a Fuller House one, um, that would be a little pedophile-ish. So, uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Anybody? I don't know. You know, two and a half men? <laughs> it's not a bad idea. I mean, these guys are genius. I- I'm jealous and I'm in awe. And I can't believe I never heard about it before. But, you know, thank God there's a couple things that make me straight. And I didn't hear about it before until some girl told me. So that that's good news, right? Um, I thought that was very interesting. Oh, um, interestingly enough, I got a call from Artie's producer, Dan. And he told me that they had Sam Morell, the comic I used on my last Godfather show. And they had him on. And again, they played clips from my show where I just rip him a new asshole for going too long. And um, it's just, <laughs> they just keep picking on me. And I don't mind because I deserve it and I put it out there. But like I said, it's just so funny because I just always assume nobody's listening. So I don't care what I say. But that is, isn't that the fun of the podcast, though? And, you know, that you say what's on your mind and, you know, you, you got to deal with the repercussions. And if little Sammy Morell has got some trouble, uh, I feel bad for him. But he knows I love him. So who cares? Everybody's... Uh, uh, my uh, Chris Murphy was talking to Dan Adam the other day. They're like, yeah, Jessica, he's a little heckle, J- Jekyll and Hyde. You know, like uh, like Russ always says, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Podcast. Uh, I like the good time Charlie Jessica, you know, because there's definitely that side. But I, you know, I obviously do have uh, a side where I'm just so angry at everybody. But it's all out of love. I guess. <laughs> but in talking to my Aunt Judy, now I know where I get it from. Clearly, my mother... She's just very angry. We got to get her on some medication, you know. So let's just talk a little football. Like, you know, I've been looking for places in London to go. So, yeah, all right. So we're London, right? All right. So here's the agenda. I won't go into detail. You know, I'll tell you everything next week. But, you know, I get there Friday. I think we're going to go to Buckingham Palace, see what's happening there. Uh, we're going to visit every place they visited in the episode of Friends. <gasps> oh, my God. Friends. That's the podcast. There it is. Oh, my God. It's so simple. Oh, my God. Right? I could do that. I could get away with that where my friends would get <gasps> Seinfeld. I mean, he might get angry about that. But friends, I bet you I could get away with that. Hmm. It's a little too gay, though, right? It's a little too gay. But this is what I've been thinking about the other thing. Plus, they're only half out. Well, it would take me an hour. Who wants to do an extra two-hour podcast? It's an interesting idea, right? It's an interesting idea. But um, so we go there. Then um, we got, um, you know, we're seeing Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. As you know, we got high tea uh, Friday, which is a Willy Wonka based themed tea. Speaking of gay. And um, Saturday's the big Harry Potter show, which is eight hours long. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand? It's two shows. It's two eight out. It's like a full day of work. It's like the entire flight there, I could be watching that play. And 
my friend Bobby Golden just called me in a cab. He was with somebody else in the cab, and they'd seen the play. And they're like, wait, you're going the same day? Apparently the proper I, – I thought they said the proper way to do it is to go the same day, but a lot of people are going different nights, which actually probably makes a lot more sense. I mean, this is going to be tough. It means we get there at 2 o'clock. It goes until 5. Then, you know, you have to get there an hour before. They got to check security and stuff. So the next one's at 7.30. We got to be back at 6.30, you know, say 6.45. I guess we'll already have the ticket, so it's not that big a deal. But, you know, what do you even do in an hour? I don't know whether I'd want to eat because if I fill up, I'm going to fall asleep. And then it's another three hours. Oh, my God. It better be entertaining. The girl in the cab said it was good, but everybody says it's good. You know it's going to be good. I guess. I mean, at least I know all the characters. My niece is going to go crazy. Usually I go to her and I'm like, who the hell is this guy? I remember I was so angry. We saw number six together, the half-bred prince and and that's where Dobby dies. I was so angry at her for not letting me know that he he was my favorite character. I hope they don't kill off any of my other favorite characters. A lot of people fucking died that I was looking for. I'm like, this is what I signed up for when I saw Harry Potter. I was looking for some fun. I don't even see my favorite characters die. You know I hate, you know, when reality comes into it. You know, technically, you know, people I like dying. I don't like that. I like people I hate dying. I like when they kill Nazis. And yet, I don't want to see those Quentin Tarantino movies where it's fake killing Nazis. Although Hogan's Heroes is like my favorite because they kill Nazis, but it's not real. I'm very confused by them. I'm conflicted. I'm conflicted. And how about that? I don't know if you saw this last week. They had uh, the Today Show was doing Hoda, Hoda Kotby, whatever her fucking name is, uh, was doing a bucket list thing. And they got this Holocaust survivor who lives in Queens. And his bucket list that he was going to get to play tennis with John McEnroe, which he did, which was really cool. But this guy's life, you know, he's a Holocaust survivor. He's like six years old when he was in the Holocaust. And it was funny. Robin was actually talking about it on Howard Stern today, but I had seen the piece that she was talking about. I, I But, it, you know, she fucked it up because... Howard was talking about something else. And he goes, how did you get on the Holocaust? But I know what she's talking about because the story was really moving and really crazy. He's six years old. He gets sent to the gas chambers. They run out of gas. So he, if, if you can quote Lux out, uh, you know, you're still in a concentration camp, but he Lux out. They run out of gas. They're like, well, uh, hey, folks, we ran out of gas. We'll do this some other day. And they never reschedule them <laughs> for termination. So then they reschedule them in a different form of torture, which would be um, a firing squad. And some guy pushes him out of the way, takes the bullet for him, and the kid falls down, and he gets up, and he sur- somehow survived and got out of the camp. And now he's like a happy-go-lucky guy, you know. I mean, he really did look like a fun guy. I mean, it's a really... Uh, my mother tells me about these kind of stories all the time. She meets a lot of Holocaust survivors. They speak at her, you know, where she lives and stuff like that. And most of them are very, very happy to be alive. It's so funny because um, I don't know whether I'd feel that way. I think I'd be very angry. Uh, I, it's very interesting. They they do seem to have a lust for life. And we can't even imagine, like, you know, it's like I, I'd like to compare it to when I fell on the glass table, which, by the way, my death day anniversary is coming up on October 3rd, which I believe is the 100th podcast. Um, but it's like, you know, I died and I came back and I have no lust for life whatsoever. I'm still angry. Uh, and I didn't, you know, that was my Holocaust, but we can't even imagine the Holocaust. I mean, it's like, uh, 
we can't even imagine what those people went through. Even if you're six, it's probably even worse. No, it's probably worse if you're an adult because as a kid, you're probably like, well, I guess this is the way it's supposed to be. I don't know. Is this life? I mean, ah, it's got to be. You're just sitting there waiting to die. That's that's. Uh, let's talk about something else. I don't know why I brought that up. I guess, uh, you know, I just did exactly what Robin did on the Howard show. He's like, why'd you bring that up? I'm like, you just had, I mean, I've never heard of a story like that where they brought somebody to the gas chambers and they ran out of gas. And I think that's what made us both, uh, you know, which did make that story interesting. I said interesting again. I fucked up. Sorry. I know I said I wasn't going to do it. Anyway, I've been such a dick lately. I, uh, you know, I got the football pool. I did horribly. You know, I'm doing a football show. I did horribly last week. I went four and 12. I don't know what happened because I really thought I had everything figured out. Now, I know I changed my Carolina pick, and I'm sorry. I remember, you heard me on the podcast last week. I changed it to Carolina. You know I went to Denver the whole time. I don't know what I was thinking. I know I messed that one up. But I could have sworn I picked Oakland to cover. Oh, it was a pick That's why I thought New Orleans would win in a close one at home. Oh, and they did. You know, they lost. Remember, that was amazing. He went for the two-point conversion. That was so man and ballsy. And remember, also, I gave you that over. And I was completely right. I said that was my best bet of the week. And that one, I picked Tampa Bay over Atlanta. That one, I could have sworn I picked Jacksonville plus the points. I always pick Jacksonville at home plus the points. I, I don't know why I picked Green Bay. I really, I they completely covered. Uh, I picked Tennessee over Minnesota. I don't know why I did that. Uh, I picked Cleveland over Philadelphia. Okay, that one I can see being a mistake. I just thought Philadelphia would suck. They were the only, that was the only game where it was out of hand. Every other game came down to the wire. It was kind of a great first week. I picked Chicago with the points. I lost that one, but I was okay with that one. I picked San Diego with the points. Uh, Kansas City came back from down 20 nothing, and they, they only covered by half a point. Um, I picked Buffalo over Baltimore. Right. I picked the Jets. They Oh, I won that one. Right, because they were plus two and a half. But, they, oh, God, that was I don't even want to talk about that. And I picked Seattle. Minus 10 and a half, and I think I told you people that was like kind of my best bet. And oh my God, they just won. That wasn't my survivor pool. I almost blew that. I picked the Giants over Dallas, but I don't... Oh, because I figured Dallas didn't have a garden, so I won that one. I don't know why I didn't pick... Yeah, I guess I picked... Well, I guess the only one I messed up was the uh, Jacksonville one. I guess I... I should have picked New England to cover. They ended up winning in Arizona. And uh, I picked Washington and Los Angeles. I lost everything. It was unbelievable. I was horrible last week. I don't know what happened. I was just picking the underdogs, I guess. I think I picked mostly the underdogs because, uh, or maybe I didn't. And maybe that's where I messed up because most of the underdogs kind of, no, they didn't. I, you know what? I have no idea. Who cares? The important thing is I won money because I only bet the overs. This is only in the football pool. And by the way, I kicked out a whole bunch of people in my football pool that just I didn't have a connection with. I just kicked everybody out, and I kicked out this little 13-year-old boy, and I got it because I, I was in a fight with his father, and I got a call when I got home on Sunday night, little message on the answer machine. Hello, Mr. Lucho. Um, I'd like to be in your pool again. Oh, I felt horrible. I felt horrible. Think Then I found an email today that wasn't my junk mail. It was just bad luck for this kid because I probably would have put him back in, and it was in my junk mail, and he's like, hello. Can I please be reinstated back in your pool? I thought, I'm like, hey, you got a problem with talk to your father. You're out of the pool because your father's an asshole. Go talk to him. My sister told me, she's like, yeah, that's all they tell. They just say, like, you handle it. I would have put him back in if I had a conversation with him probably, but he's also been a little mean to my nephew. You know, he's trying to get him, uh, 
tried to break up him and his girlfriend and stuff like that. So I don't care that the kid's not a fool. But when you hear a message like that, it feel horrible. And the funny thing is, I you know I kicked out a whole bunch of guys that I just don't have a connection with. And my other friend who's still in the pool, uh, apparently they have an anti-Juskow league. That's what it's called, the anti-Juskow league. And they're in another pool because I won't let them in, the anti-Juskow league, which I have a feeling a lot of people are going to be joining because I am ruthless in this pool. So Memo won the pool last week. My guest last week, Memo, won the pool. He went 10-4, and and that was good enough to win the pool. 10-4? and No, that's not right. There's 16 games. So he must have gone 10 and... Oh, maybe he went 11 and 5, whatever, right? And uh, he won, you know, close on the Monday night over, the tiebreaker. And the second was our friend Joe Messina. And then third was this kid, this 16 year old kid, uh, Lewis, who I like. He's a friend of Lee Mar- He's a cousin of Lee Maracas's. But he was annoying me and paying. I-, I was trying to pay him. And he's like, oh, talk to my father. I'm like, you talk to your fucking father. You know what? And then I just wrote him because I, I, I just don't have the patience for people that are annoying me. And I'm just like, you know what? Can I just give you your money back and kick you out of the pool? Do you mind? And then he's like, no, please don't. And I'm like, well, fuck you. Figure it out, jerk off. I just want to get it done already. I want to pay people right away because I don't want it looming over my head. Plus, I went down to the pizza place, dropped off the money for the uh, Staten Island pool, which on Monday nights, Staten Island, this place, you remember we got that big Monday night pool. We paid 250 a box. And we won like three times last year. I remember that we won the, the championship too, which was like $2,000 is great. Me, Caitlin, and Joe. So we have three boxes and we split it. And I gave all the money down to the pizza place bit. So I'm waiting for the Monday night. I'm like, when am I getting the email? He goes, well, we can't send out emails anymore because uh, the place next door got busted. And now I'm like, well, how am I going to get, how am I going to know what my numbers are? He goes, well, I could text you every week. And I'm like, you're going to text like 100 people every week? He's like, oh, you're the only person. I guess everybody kills going to the bar. I'm like, I wouldn't play if I'm not going to know what my numbers are. No offense, I'm not going to trust you. I mean, he's probably trustworthy, but you know what I'm saying. And what's this week? What's this? Week? What am I? What's my uh, best bet this week? Because I'm, I got. I mean, I got to go over it a little bit. I, I'm bored by myself by the football. I was listening to it. I'm like bored by myself, uh, but you know, uh, doing it. But um, I'm doing a football show for Christ's sakes. I got to talk about a little bit of football, right? I mean, you know, I love doing it anyway. Oh, I thought I had this week's spreads. Oh, I didn't. Uh... Oh, and you know what's funny? So I'm doing a football show on YouTube, right? And it's pretty exciting. And you know, I love doing this. In the post, they got these two guys. They get paid money to make picks. They get paid money to make, you know, picks. And they do just as bad as I do. I mean, they both, I think these guys both went one and one. I remember that one year they just went oh and like 11. This guy, Phil Steele, in the New York Post, he bet the Buccaneers over the Falcons. He got that right. And then he bet the Chiefs minus six and a half over the Chargers. Got that wrong. And he's like, San Diego's been dominated by KC. I mean, his reasoning was stupid. And they totally weren't dominated. I mean, they came back. And then also, and then the funny thing is, the Wildcat, who I always make fun of, he had the Chargers over the Chiefs, so he won that one, but he lost on this college game, which was Northern Illinois plus 15 over South Florida. He had one game to pick. He picked Northern Illinois plus 15 over South Florida for some reason, and they lost 48 to 17. They got killed. So those guys suck too. So I'm not that bad. What are the spreads? I, th- I got to find out too because... Uh, I thought I thought I uh, you know what I just didn't print it out. You know, uh, so I was at the uh, show with Kevin and Lenny, and Lenny is like me, and he's organized with papers. And Kevin and the comedian Robert Kelly were just completely giving him 
nonstop shit um, for having. I'll just do it with the office. Uh, hold on. I'm trying to get the spreads. Uh, for having a papers. For having old fashioned papers. Everybody uh, gives like total. Oh, I'm really going to put this in. This is so annoying. I, I don't understand my computer. I never use it. Does anybody remember my password? All right, here we are. All right, the stupid Jets, um, they should shut up. Oh, I don't have the overs. What's the point of this? It's like, ugh, I got to go to it somewhere else. I'll try this one. Sorry, everybody. Uh, this is really annoying. I thought I had it. I mean, I just want to tell you like two things and just see if I get it right, right? I mean, that's what you got to do. Um, let's see what we got here. Uh, yeah, the, so the Jets are playing on Thursday. Of course, that's my team, and I can't see them because they're going to be flying. The one day, the one time of the year I'm going to fly out, I, I it's uh, the, the Jets are playing on a Thursday night. Well, you know what? I don't like watching those games on a Thursday night anyway because they um, the Jets stink, and they always lose on a Thursday night, and that's no good for anybody. All right, what do we got here, Jets? So that's uh, – I'm not betting that game. Here, Here's – come on. Saints and the Giants, 52 and a half. Taking that over big time. Both no defenses. Saints and the Giants. Saints and the Giants, 52 and a half. Let's take the Saints again. Let's go for it. Should be a scoring frenzy. 52 and a half. Last week it was 50. Covered that easy. Uh, the other one that should be pretty good, Dolphins-Patriots. Now, the Dolphins, I, they didn't score anything. Or, I mean, they kept it really low and they kept the Seahawks done. Yeah, you know what? Let's not touch that one. Uh, let's just look for another over. Bengals, Steelers, maybe. No, here's the other one. Titans, Lions. 47 and a half. Titans, Lions. I think I like that one. 47 and a half. Titans, Lions. I like the Chiefs, Texans. That's the one. 43 and a half. Chiefs, Texans. It's low. 43 and a half. That should be perfect for us. It's perfect. It's one of those things that's got a pull chain toilet. Also, Buccaneers, Cardinals, 50. That should work. Jaguars, Chargers. Yes, there's plenty of overs this week. You know that game's going over. 47. That could be the bet of the week. Jaguars charges over. I'm only doing overs and unders. It's been working. I won 700 bucks last week. Just overs. No teams. Because you can't tell. Who knows after last week? Who the hell knows what's happening? And the question is, where am I going to be able to watch these games? Where am I going to be able to watch them? In London. I don't know. I've been looking them up. I think you got to go to a casino. That'll be the worst thing for me to do. But I'm going to try. I mean, that should be fun. We're going to watch it at like 6 o'clock at night, which is so funny. I'm saying, oh, that'll be fun. Meanwhile, everybody knows I hate that stupid 8 o'clock Sunday night game. So why am I all about it? But, I mean, it's exciting because it's the 1 o'clock games. You know, I just have to remember it's like, you know, it's like a five-hour difference. I thought it was a six-hour difference. But it um, should be cool. Then we can go back to the hotel and watch the uh, 4 o'clock games, which are always boring. I mean, they're not boring, but it's like it's a, I watch the Red Zone channel, so then it becomes boring because there's only three things. So, All right, now. Uh, let's talk about television. Uh, I, you know, I love doing the uh, new fall lineups. My headphones are bothering me today. They're, uh, my ears are hurting. I don't know why. Uh, I love doing the lineups, the, you know, the new fall lineups. Now I know nobody watches network television anymore, but I am obsessed with new shows and how they get canceled and my predictions. And let's look at what I did last year. Got... All right, let's see what I got here. All right. Now, 
All right, right, right. So let's go over some of the new shows, and then I'll tell you how they moved everything around, because this, again, is my favorite thing. Alan King used to do this in the 70s, and I was always, as a little kid, I was like, this is the greatest thing. And he used to have a board and explain it every year when I go through this, and we're going to go through each day um, you know, of the week, and we'll finally get to you know Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday's useless. Uh, they don't even put shows anymore. Uh, and we'll just do it until we finish and then we'll see where our predictions lie i was gonna get copies of me on the show saying what i think will fail but um it just i don't want to hear my old podcast so uh so sunday nights on abc america's funniest home videos once upon a time uh and, and what i'm saying with the alan king thing is he would look at this board and he shows how stupid it is and what the network's thinking of why they think something moving something from nine to eight is going to be a difference and i was always fascinated by it and i loved it so anyway once upon a time still on now i'm quitting that show everybody knows i'm quitting that show I used to like it very much it's it's had its day i'm i'm off i'm done which is good so now i don't gotta do anything on sundays and that uh at nine o'clock uh the, it's going to the starting secrets and lies, which I did say, I believe um, was going to not make it. I think I was wrong, but that was a mid season replacement. So it doesn't count. And then there's going to be a new show called time after time in the winter time after time. Now, what I should have done today where I, I think I messed up is uh, I should have gotten, uh, some clips from the written now time after time was one of my favorite movies this is based on the movie time after time which i oh wait oh no i don't have it which i love with malcolm mcdowell and mary steam version and i love that movie it's the premise is well let's see if they even oh, they don't have the premise. uh i know what the premise is so i didn't need to write it the premise is H.G. Wells builds a time machine and on Jack the Ripper ends up going to America, you know, in the 19, well, in, back then in 1979, but now he'll be, I guess, going to 2016. I, don't, I doubt they'd said it in the 70s. That would be weird. Uh, and H.G. Wells has got to go catch him. And he meets Mary Steenburgen along the way and they fall in love and blah, blah, blah. It's a great movie. Uh, one of my favorite writer-directors, you know, this is a guy, Nicholas Meyer. I talk about him a lot. He directed Star Trek 2 and 6. And 2, as you know, Rathacon is brilliant. I have a book about him, actually. I probably need to read. But this guy, you know, wrote Time After Time. And remember the premise, you, you know, I love this kind of stuff. H.G. Wells goes, follows Jack the Ripper in a time machine to stop him. A time machine that he built and he feels responsible. He sets Jack the Ripper up, you know, in 1970s. So the other one he wrote is called The 7% Solution, which is... You know, another great, you know, fantasy premise. Sherlock Holmes is trying to get off heroin. And Watson, played by Robert Duvall, this is in the 70s, takes him to go see Sigmund Freud. And Sigmund Freud's going to try and help him get off heroin. And they both have to solve a murder in the in the interim. I mean, how great is that? It's a really fun movie. Uh, you know, it's in the 70s, so does it hold up? I think it holds up, but... Maybe the ending is a little long-winded, but it's lots of fun. And, you know, this guy, Nicholas Meyer, just made lots of fun movies. And let's, I mean, if you don't like Wrath of Khan, you're an asshole. Uh, so he's pretty cool. I don't know what he's done lately, but, you know, I really like him. So they're making a TV series 
based on this uh, movie with for some reason Jordan Sparks is in it. Didn't she win American Idol? It's based on the book and the film. And here's the trailer. By now, you all know my obsession with time travel. Good Lord, Wells. You actually built the bloody thing. So where to? Lost on the future. Oh, the future? Yours. I'm scared to try it out. Pardon me. Oh, <laughs> I've known you for years. You write about life without actually living it, in your opinion. Imagine who you could be if you didn't live in fear. Mr. Wells? Scotland Yard is at the door. What is going on? The Ripper has struck. A woman was found in an alley near here. Where is Dr. Stevens? He left his bag. Where is Dr. Stevenson? He left his bag, he did. My friend John is Jack the Ripper. He has escaped to the future. And I am the only one who can catch him. Are you in some play in the village somewhere? I can assure you, I'm not an actor. Right. You're H.G. Wells? Yes. You wrote the time machine? No, not yet. I haven't. He hasn't broken character once. It's pretty amazing. The other one was hotter. What other guy? Your little friend who popped out of the time machine at the same period get him. He wasn't nearly as polite, by the way. It is urgent that I find that man. He's killed many women in London, and now he's in New York. Maybe you should call the police. And tell them what? That the Rippers escaped 1893 in my time machine and traveled to New York City, they'll think I'm mad. Do you mean Jack the Ripper? Yes. You seem so sane in so many ways. Jack, please, I need your help. What if I can prove to you that I'm telling the truth? Grant me access to the time machine. I say we do a short trip. This exhibit doesn't open for three days. Are you really H.G. Wells? Flesh and blood. In our time, I was a freak. Today, I'm an amateur. Nothing but violence and bloodshed. Isn't it glorious? If I don't stop him, he will kill again. So I die three days from now. I will fix this. I will not put you in danger. I can take care of myself. I'm from Texas. Let her go. Finally, you rise to the occasion. Are you really willing to kill me and violate everything that you stand for? You don't belong in this time. Or any time. And do it. Do it! Time after time. Coming this fall. On ABC. How do you know my name? Because you told me. I don't know you. I'm your great-granddaughter. I'm oh, here to help you. That is classic. What? All right, look. Um, probably going to watch it. I mean... I can't help myself. I like time travel stuff. This is one of my favorite movies growing up. Probably got to bloody watch it then. I can't help it. I hate it, but I can't help it. I, I, I must watch it. I must. So I'm going to watch it. Ah, oh, who am I kidding? You know I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I, uh, but the question is, what do you do in season two? I can see season one making the movie a full series because it's like The Fugitive. But what are you going to do in season two? How long can this last? Now, let's see. Do I think it will be canceled? Hmm. It's on Sunday nights at nine. 
After Once Upon a Time, which is very popular, sometimes if you follow a good rating show, it could work. But is Once Upon a Time, can they continue the ratings? You know, because it's, uh, it's not good. Time after time. It's a tough one for me because I like it. Uh, maybe some of you out there listening are like, this sounds stupid. I was way wrong with Limitless. I'm still angry about that. We'll obviously talk about that when we get to Tuesdays. I'm going to say it lasts the season. It's only the winter. So you know what? It starts in the winter. I say it goes until May. But I'm not sure what happens after that. Because I don't know where they're going with this. But I'm going to give it from January to May. I think it will stay on the full until May. And then I I really don't know. I'm not sure. But I'm going to give it that it technically goes, I guess it's a half season, right? Because if it's starting in the winter, it's a half season. So I do feel it'll finish out the season. A lot of shows, they can start the half season. They're done in two episodes, you know? So I'm going to give it a chance. I'm going to give it a chance. Hey, how you doing? Uh, That show Quantico, which I think I said it would last. It's got that very hot Indian girl. So that's why I thought maybe it would. Uh, Sunday's at 10. It um, Did it move? Well, we'll go over what moved and what didn't in a second. Let's move on to CBS. CBS um, has some changes we'll talk about. We're just going over the new shows right now. There's nothing new on CBS. For Fox, Fox has the NFL, as you know, so they, uh, you know, they at seven o'clock, eight o'clock they got the, the Simpsons, and it's a the Simpsons. What is that? The thirtieth season. It's unbelievable, right? Uh, Bob's Burgers stays on the air. Bob's Burgers will air new episodes in the fall only during weeks where Fox has no late afternoon NFL games with national clearance. Isn't that funny? They got like a rule. The entire CBS lineup is scheduled to begin at seven thirty on days when the NFL on CBS airs a doubleheader which is always fascinating. Um, so then they, after The Simpsons, starting right away, is a new show at 8.30, a new show called Son of Zorn, which is half animated and half uh, not. Where's all my stuff? I should be more organized with this piece of paper. Son of Zorn. Uh, live action slash animated television series. The series stars Jason Sudeikis, Johnny Pemberton, I don't know who that is, Cheryl Hines, Tim Meadows, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, the series is about Zorn, an animated warrior from the island of Zephyria who returns to Orange County, California to reconnect with his live action ex-wife and teenage son. I have to say, it sounds pretty funny and it's perfect you know, for the cartoon stuff that is Sunday night. It sounds... Kind of brilliant. Uh, apparently, there's also trouble. There's trouble with the showrunners, as we heard uh, when the grinder got canceled. Remember, I'm friends with the showrunner, and he was telling me about all the in-house problems. They just they those guys are so angry and can't get it right. Uh, so here's a clip. I'm on my way to Orange County to see my wife and kid. They're going to be so pumped. Nothing more emotional than a soldier coming home, all right? By the way, I'm Zorn. And he's on the he's a cartoon talking to live-action people. You know, that's, that's kind of great. 
defender of Zephyria, conqueror of the tribes of Aegon, decapitator of the dark herdsmen of... I know you're fake sleeping. You haven't seen us in 10 years. It's hard to even have this conversation right now because I want to hot pocket so bad and it's all I'm thinking about. No, ugh. What? I can't get them where I'm from. Horror of Alangalal. Mom says you got a job in town at some place called... Sanitation Sa Solutions. My boss looks and talks exactly like a woman. He carries a purse, he uses tampons. Zorn, can I speak to you for a second? What you're describing is a woman. No, no, son, you're not listening. He's my superior. Hey, you're a good guy. That's kind of funny, you know. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's the kind of stuff that, that works usually. Remember that time we had that five some with those mountain trolls? That was the old me, sex yeah. with the mountain trolls. A lot of fun. Sworn enemy of Craig. This is my fiance. Fiance? Zorn, it's obvious that you're applying way too much pressure to my hand right now, and actually it hurts. It does. Assistant of Linda. Looks to me like it was done with a giant sword. Do you know anyone in the office who would do something like this? Um, first thought, Margie in HR. There is nobody named Margie who works in this office. Oh. Look, I know I haven't been the perfect father, but Elangulon is still my son. If I could just get him out there on the battlefield, I know he'd love it. <laughs> what do you think? It's all yours. Now look, it's an older model, but it handles great on murder swoops. I mean, you're the world's greatest dad. What do you think I should do? I know you haven't always had a great relationship with your dad, but he got a job, he got an apartment, he freed all his slaves. I think he's really making an effort to change. Food whore! Waitress! Yeah, we're gonna both have the ribeye. How would you like that cooked? Uh, not, I think. Not, right? I'm a vegetarian. What the hell is happening? Alan, I said no! What? Why? Fly, son! Fly away! You know what you got? You got passion. You got fire in you. Ah, uh, check this out. Hey, look at that. You can't be in here with what? that. Yeah, no, what? Seriously, guys. Kill you with it? Oh my god! I'm gonna kill you. Warren, hey. if you don't get rid of this thing right now, I'm calling yeah. animal control. Oh no no, this bird would kill animal control. I'm not kidding. Bye. Jeez. What the hell? Oh. What? It was painless. Didn't feel a thing. I've done this a billion. Uh oh, here we go. Well, you know, um, it sounds okay to me. I like the idea, I like the premise, and uh, I like Jason Sudeikis, I like Cheryl Hines, and sound, you know, Tim Meadows is funny too. It sounds like a good cast. It sounds pretty funny when you're listening to it. Uh, you know, obviously, I've seen the trailer on YouTube, and um, it, you know, I think it'll last. It's 13 episodes to start with. And then after that, there's a brand new show called Making History. Now, this sounds horrible. It's another time travel show. Another time travel show. What? The series will follow a professor who creates a device that allows him and his colleagues to change the course of events from the past in order to improve their current life. Not knowing that interfering with someone close to the events could disrupt it when one of the guys is dating the daughter of Paul Revere. <laughs> um. I'm just going to go out on the limb here and say it's not going to last. I'll play you the clip, but uh, no. <laughs> I feel so alive right now. My love burns for you. Like oh! What have we got here then? Couple of rogue colonists. I got this. I don't got this. Perhaps this will make you forget what you've seen here. Sometime. <laughs> I guess it's weed. When did those British soldiers arrive? Last night. And no one rode around on a horse saying the British are coming, the British are coming? No. Deborah, I must go. 
What if I screwed up the American Revolution? Chris, I have questions about Colonial Massachusetts. It's urgent. You have urgent questions about Colonial Massachusetts? Yes! Something screwed up the American Revolution, and you're the only person that knows enough about history to help me out. Prepare to have your mind blown. A really big duffel bag? It's a time machine. I go to the past every weekend, sometimes Tuesdays. Come on, get in. Never. No. Why not? What story starts with a guy getting in a duffel bag in a garage and has a happy ending? Our story! What's at my feet? One of them's a black guy, so he's in Colonial. You know, I, I know they're trying to be progressive, but... Um... You know, I know they make fun of it too, but it's still, it's, you know, what are you going to do with that, you know? Ham. You can eat it, trade bites for favors. In the 1700s, ham is pretty much like diamond-covered heroin. <laughs> Welcome to 1775. Probably should have told you the past smells like duty, because there's poop everywhere. This is amazing! Just so you know, I think the guys in red are British. Yeah, this is bad. Yeah. How are we going to start this war? The Founding Fathers. They used to gather at this place called Buckman Tavern. I'm Buckman Tavern. Last time I was here, I got trashed there. You like to party? Been known to have a white wine or three. This trip is going to suck. I just got to see my girlfriend real quick. You have a girlfriend in the past? I made you a hat. Oh, perfect That's fit. That's uh, and Meester, that girl from... Uh, Gossip Girl, she. Ooh, that's another thing I could do. Uh, she's hot, but this show's not lasting. I disguised myself in a female bear carcass, and then when the male became aroused, I slaughtered him. Wow. Mm-hmm. I wrote you a song. Near, far, wherever you are. What are you doing? Sometimes I use things from the future to make them like me more. I am gonna give a speech that will. Uh, I, I can't even listen anymore. I this is canceled. I, right? Come on, you're with me on this, right? I mean, you know I'm right. This is going nowhere. It starts in the winter, so uh, does it make it till the end of? You know, again, these are all 13 episodes, so it makes it a little more difficult for me to decide. But I'm gonna say. Making history. Now, remember, you got to take into consideration it is in between The Simpsons and The Family Guy. And damn, if that's not a sweet spot. But I'm going to say, I'm going to say it doesn't, they don't even air all 13 episodes. What do you think of that? I'm going to say they do not air all 13. I'm going to, that's what I'm going to go with. That's what I'm going to go with. I say Son of Zorn, absolutely. Making history. I say they cancel it before it's finished. Thank you. Uh, so let's see how the uh, what happened last year. Last year's thing, uh, we had you know once upon a time Gallivant canceled. Remember Gallivant? They gave it a second season. They canceled it immediately. Just didn't work out. Secrets and Lies. They thought that uh, at nine o'clock I said it was supposed to be Blood and Oil. I told you that was going nowhere. In fact. Let's do our thing. Yes. Right, let me see if I can find some music here. Nah, forget it. Gallivan. Gallivan premiered on January 4th as the mid-season replacement for Once Upon a Time. The first season consisted of eight episodes, which aired over four weeks, with two episodes back-to-back each week. The series was renewed for a second season of ten episodes. On May 12th, it was confirmed the series was cancelled. 
Upon the cancellation of the series, composer Alan Menken expressed interest on Twitter in continuing the series on stage. As an aside, on May... Tw- May se- well, that's not a bad idea because the music was actually pretty good. But they already have like... Um, what's that one on Broadway now? Something Rotten. So I don't know how you're going to do that. But it is Alan Menken. I mean, he's kinda, I, mean he's, I think he sucks. But uh, as an aside, on May 7th, when the series was renewed... For the second season, the title of the first episode of the second season was named A New Season, a.k.a. Suck It Cancellation Bear. That's kind of funny because I read the Cancellation Bear. He always tells you what's... He's like me. Now, Blood and Oil, I told you, was going to be canceled immediately. It was Don Johnson as an oil tycoon uh, and just a bunch of jerk-offs. And I said Chase Crawford was in it. But I told you that was going to get canceled immediately. Blood and Oil premiered on ABC September 27th, 2015. The series follows a young couple that moves to fictitious Rock Springs, North Dakota, after the biggest oil discovery in American history. The original order of 13 episodes was reduced to 10 on October 23rd, which led to the cancellation. The Washington Post's Hank Stuver panned the series outright, saying it's dreadfully conceived and horribly acted, which I didn't even need to see, knowing that it sucked. Uh... At 10 p.m. last year on Sunday, there was a show called The Family with that idiot uh, Joan Allen, which I told you would be canceled, and I was correct. The show created by from one of those Shondaland regular writers, the, you know, the one that does the, the How to Get Away with Murder, all that nonsense. The series follows the return of the mayor's young son, who was presumed dead after disappearing over a decade earlier. The series stars the really talented Joan Allen. She's horrible. I only like her in the Bourne movies, but she's kind of boring, like Laura Linney. As Claire Warren, the ambitious and manipulative mayor of the fictional city Red Pines, Maine, and matriarch of the Warren family, who announces her candidacy for governor when her son Adam, played whatever, returns after having been kidnapped ten years prior. The family premiered on Thursday, March 3rd, 2016, on ABC before moving to its regular time slot on Sundays, beginning March 6th. On May 12th, the series was canceled after one season. Called it. And that was one of those ones that was mid-season, but I still called it. Uh, And then um, CBS Cyber was also Sunday nights. CBS Cyber premiered on March 4th, 2015, on CBS series starring Patricia Arquette and Ted Danson is the second spin-off of CSI Crime Scene Investigation and the fourth series in the CSI franchise. On May 12, 2016, CBS canceled the series after two seasons. The reviews were this. While stocked with impressive talent, because nobody hates Patricia Arquette or Ted Danson for sure, CSI Cyberfall fails to add anything truly new to the franchise, settling for a slightly modernized twist on the same typical crime-fighting scenarios. So yeah, uh, on ABC now. So, you, so that uh, ABC had all the cancellations. Now CBS has sixty minutes, and then uh, what they have here? Let's see. CBS had sixty minutes. Then Madam Secretary and The Good Wife and CBS Cyber. Now we know The Good Wife was uh, ended, and CBS Cyber is gone. So now 
NCIS is moving from Monday, NCIS Los Angeles now moving from Monday night to 10 as a lead into Madam Secretary from The Good Wife. Madam Secretary is moving to 9 from 8 p.m. And NCIS is moving from 10 p.m. on Mondays to Sundays at 8 p.m., which is a big deal because, as I've told you, my friend who used to work on Cold Case, when they air at 10 o'clock, or my friend who also used to work on The Mentalist, when they move to 10 p.m., it has to be darker, more murders, more violent. So NCIS moving to Los Angeles, if we're moving to 8 p.m., uh, I don't know, I guess that takes it down a peg. Now, why they'd want to start off their night at 8 p.m. with NCIS, but I guess NCIS is such a powerhouse, they're trying to get Madam Secretary to be big, so they're trying to be their lead. And Elementary, as you know, one of my favorite shows, uh, replaced CSI Cyber on Sunday nights at 10, and I believe that is going to stay there on Sunday nights at 10 Elementary. Yes. Now, on Fox, on Sundays, uh, the old lineup was The Simpsons, then Brooklyn Nine-Nine, then, and, and it would switch off when they went off, then Bob's Burgers would move from 7.30 to 8.30, and then at Brooklyn Nine-Nine finished Sunday nights at 8.30, Family Guy stays at his, then they had Last Man on Earth, which pretty much took up the 9.30 time slot. Now, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is leaving the... It, the 8.30 Sweet Magic Sunday night spot in between The Simpsons and Family Guy, and it's moving to Tuesday nights at 9, but it, or it, was, it moved to Tuesday nights at 9 uh, starting in the winter of last season, but now it's moving to 8 o'clock on Tuesday nights as a lead, and I guess it's doing okay on its own. I just love when they move this stuff around and you can't figure out the rhyme or reason except for the obvious when they're trying to make room in between the powerhouses of The Simpsons and The Family Guy for other stuff they're trying to have happen. I still don't say that making history works very well. Uh, and Last Man on Earth will continue to be at 930. That's going into its third season. That's very, I gave up on that show too. But NBC had the, uh, uh, after they had little big shots, I think that's still, and the Carmichael show, which somehow survived, but I believe is moving to another night. That was Sundays in the, at the beginning. And then that show Crowded moved to Sundays for a little bit. Remember I told you that was dead. So that's pretty much the Sunday night TV extravaganza. Is it interesting? I have no idea. Is it happening? Of course it is. That's the way it is. Uh, I like, you know, I just like seeing what's going to last. So I got two that I think are going to make it and one that won't, and we will see. And I just love all the moving around, the moving around. Like they think that's going to make a difference. If a show sucks, a show sucks. As you know, Hillary Clinton fainted at 9-11. She was exhausted. I just want to say that, uh, you know, everybody's saying her health is better, health is better. Who wouldn't, first of all, it was boiling hot on September 11th. I, I believe I'd pass out too. I mean, not just because of the heat. I don't even know how these, Trump is 70, she's 69, I can barely, you know, on a weekend, this weekend, I moved a whole bunch of stuff and I was out and about and doing stuff. But then, you know, I pretty much need a weekend off. I can't do like a multi-weekend time. I can barely go out two nights in a week. These guys are running around the planet every day, waking up early, going to bed late, and they're 70. Sooner or later, everything's going to take its toll. You can hear her losing her voice and doing all the stuff. 
I'm going to give her a pass. It's unfortunate that it happened on September 11th. But let me tell you something. On that Saturday, the 10th, which was really, really hot and humid, my 13-year-old nephew couldn't finish marching band uh, for the football team because they had to call the paramedics. My sister got a call like, your son's okay. He's just, you know, like, and he was just sitting on the stretcher. And he's 13. So I think we got to give her a little pass. You know, she's been working really hard. You know, she probably wouldn't go to the stupid September 11th. I, I hate that thing. I'm sorry. I mean, I I, I just don't. Ugh, it's so annoying I, when they show those pictures. I don't want to. I don't want to remember it. I don't want to remember it. I know we kind of have to, but I just don't want to know about it. It was a horrible day. I mean, I guess it was like the worst. You know, it was. Can I just talk selfishly? September 11th was the worst day of my life in the sense that when I was little. You know, we used to talk about atomic bombs. You know, there was always a nuclear threat from Russia in the Cold War. And I used to say to myself, remember that they had that show the day after, you know, we're always talking about a nuclear holocaust. Obviously, that can still happen, but for some reason, we're, we're not afraid of that anymore. I don't know. But I remember thinking, where will I be? Like, do I even want to be with my family? You know, like, I don't think I'd want to be with my family. I'd rather be with, like, friends or my own family. I don't think I want to be with my mom and dad. When that happens, you know, I just, I think I'm going to miss my friends. Something, I had this thing in my head, right? So, so, so one of those things finally happens, which is technically, you know, not a nuclear holocaust, but it's, it's, you know, September 11th. And I realize I'm by myself. Uh, this stinks. Like one of those catastrophes has finally happened and I don't have a family or anything. So it's like even worse. Now, granted, my brother-in-law came here for a little bit. We got some pizza. We watched some TV. And I was glad to see him. But he couldn't wait to get home. He couldn't wait to leave me and go to his family. My friends Katie and Trish came up. Trish was buried in soot from this, you know, they lived right, you know, right, right underneath it. They were lucky to survive. Uh, but they wanted to go. They, Trish took them to Jersey. I was so mad, Katie. I'm like, why, why are you leaving me? She's like, David, you're like a 35-year-old man. She is like a 22-year-old girl. She needs me more. And I'm like, no. I just wanted to be with friends, you know. That was a horrible day. Just a horrible day to be in the city. You know, it's funny. It's uh, I guess if you weren't in the city, you really don't even, you know, I don't want to be rude, but I think it's different from those of us that were actually here. Uh, I would have to think. If you were in California, you probably don't feel like I do. You're probably like, yeah, September 11th. You probably don't. Maybe you want to remember, you know, whatever. Uh, I I just can't. It was a horrible. That was. I mean, obviously it was a horrible day. Obviously a horrible day. And I remember I couldn't go to sleep. I went. I finally went to an old girlfriend's house at night. I think I went to a. Was it that night? I went to a bar. Thank God. I always talk about. It. I want to do a story about. I should have done it for the 15 year anniversary about all the restaurants that stayed open because people needed to be together, which was nice. And then I went to an old girlfriend's house. And I stayed over, and we slept together. Not, you know, I'm talking about, I don't think we did. I don't remember. And But I just remember being, you know, we were wide away. The trucks would go by. You thought it was another bombing. And I couldn't fall asleep until Howard Stern came back on at 6 a.m. And then I was able to fall. Then I got comfort. Howard was amazing that day. They re-air his September 11 thing, but I never want to hear that again. Because he stayed on the air long. He didn't get off. He, he either got it or somebody told him. That the people needed him. And uh, that was a great thing. See, now here I am talking about it again. And I didn't want to bring it up. But 
I have to tell you why I hate it so much. You know, it's just I, I just don't want to be reminded of it. That was just a horrible day, and it was a horrible day to realize that you're alone, even though I found some friends and people and stuff, but you still realize, like, you know, you just don't have a family, and um, it just, you know, it's just a great another reminder of how much I suck. I know, it's selfish, right? But those kind of tragedies just bring it up. Um you know, tragedies I we all never thought we'd see in our lifetimes that our parents told us might happen. And, you know, again, you know, all they had was, I mean, you have the Holocaust, but that didn't happen here. It was horrible what, <clears throat> you know, we saw they certainly didn't, have, you know, now we see footage, but nobody even knew what was <clears throat> what was actually happening there. And, you know, the only thing we had basically was Pearl Harbor. Our parents had that, and that happened, you know, five, 6,000 miles away. So this was like the first tragedy that, you know, that's why I always say our parents were, what were they complaining about? I mean, it's horrible. You got to go to war, World War II, but only the people that were actually in World War II really kind of got it. If you haven't been there, this was the first thing that ever happened on our soil and everything. Who wants to be alive for that? I wish I'd never seen that. I hope I don't see it again, but you know we will. And that's going to suck more. I don't know. But... uh so anyway, talking about Hillary Clinton and the, you know, whatever. Oh, so Saturday, you know, uh, on Saturday, oh, this fucking town. I swear to God. So all these September 11 parades, I was driving around. I'm trying to get rid of these books. I'm taking them down to Strand Bookshop. I have a whole bunch of books in my car. They don't, they won't take them. They're like, oh, we don't need any of these. And I'm like, you suck. So I was going to another place, but I was blocked by the stupid fucking parade. Why is there a September 11 parade on, a, on September 10th? These fucking parades in the city, the street fairs. Oh my god, it's a disaster! And next week the UN's coming to town. That's a that's a oh my god, it's like the worst day ever. Oh, it's just nonstop horribleness, nonstop horribleness here. They need to stop all these parades. I don't care whether it's September 11th or whatever. Just Thanksgiving one, and that's it. I don't care whether it's a sad thing. I don't care whether it's a happy thing. No more parades. You can't get around if you're driving, if you're in a cab. You can't even walk. You can't even cross the street. They won't let you cross. you got to go three blocks anyway to cross the goddamn street. It's fucking parades. It's horrible. Uh, also, they had an article today in the Post about how uh, people are talking about New York City's snobbiest foodies have a dirty little secret. They love Domino's Pizza. Well, as everybody on this podcast knows, so do I. People always get mad at me because I live in New York and they're like, but you have such good pizza there. I'm like, you know, the best pizza I ever had just started recently when my friend Steve Cunningham opened Fiori's Pizza downtown on Bleecker Street. That's the best pizza I've ever had. And that's downtown. But when I order Domino's, I'm not ordering pizza. If I want pizza, I'll go next door to John and Tony's and I'll get some pizza, which is pretty good. It's not like, you know, Steve's, but it's okay. But if I want Domino's, I'm going to get Domino's. When I order from Domino's, and that's the point, and they don't say this in the article, but when I order Domino's, I'm ordering Domino's, whatever that is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't consider that pizza. When I when I want a pizza, I'll get pizza. When I want Domino's, even though it's a pizza, technically, you know, I'll get Domino's for a completely different reason. You know, some of the chicken kickers, their desserts are pretty good. Those cinnamon sticks are amazing. So once in a while, you know, you want to get Domino's. And then they're just talking about it. I mean, there's got to be something to it. They are very successful. I mean, I've been having it since college. 
In college, there was no good pizza, so we would always order from Domino's. Plus, they used to deliver fountain sodas. I'd always get a full Domino's small pie, which I could eat by myself, especially back then, and two fountain sodas. And if the guy could make it there in one piece with the fountain sodas, he always dropped it. Um, you know, they were open till one o'clock in the morning. It was amazing because I'd eat three pieces, and then after that third piece, I'd open the fresh soda. Oh my god, it was like ah, it was so great. It was so great. Little so oh, little fountain soda action. Oh boy, was that good. Oh boy. And then the other thing about uh, how is John? You know, am I crazy? How is John Hinckley Jr. out of jail? I know he did his time. This is the man that shot President Reagan. And the only reason he's out is because President Reagan didn't die. I'm not a bright man, as you know, as my friends will tell you with my voting. You know, and I'm not informed. Uh, one of my podcasts is named The Low Information Voter. So, doesn't it seem like something's wrong? He he's, he did his time, and now he's living with his mother in a gated community, just like me, in Pennsylvania. John Hinckley, the one who shot Reagan and was in love with Jodie Foster. Now, Reagan didn't die, but shouldn't you rot in jail forever if you take a shot at the president, I understand if you're doing 25 years to life or whatever it is, if you shoot somebody and they don't die. But if you shoot the president or if you shoot at the president, shouldn't that be the rule that you rot forever? How is this guy out of prison? He shot at a standing president. Shouldn't that be the way? Am I crazy? Did I miss something that this guy's out of jail? So if Reagan had died, he'd be in jail forever. But because Reagan lived, he he gets to go. He tried to kill him. And he's the president of the United States of America. Shouldn't that be the punishment? So basically, if a 20-year-old shoots at Donald Trump... And he just doesn't die. Guy will be uh, 50 years old when he gets... Well, just like uh, Hinckley. He's 50 years old. Oh, no, it's 50... No, no, he's older, but... I don't know how old he is. But he's within a 50-mile area of Williamsburg. He must stay within 50 miles of Williamsburg, Virginia. Yeah, they got a picture of him going shopping at Kohl's. Yeah, he's just going out, minding his own business, living with his mom. That's That's... This guy's sick. I mean, I guess they said he was insane because, you know, the Jodie Foster. I mean, Jodie Foster's got to be completely nervous. I wonder if he knows that she's uh, kind of a lesbian now. I wonder if he found that out. I don't know. I'm not crazy, right? If you shoot at the president, you, you need there needs to be a stronger punishment. No? I'm not. I know I'm not off on this. You guys are with me on that, right? I mean... I, I I don't care whether you like the president or not. Uh, that's not you, you can't be able to do that. I don't particularly care for Harry Connick Jr. This is his new talk show he has. 
I have a new show. You know what it's called? I don't. Take a crazy guess. Harry. That's it. <laughs> it's going to be a really fun show. We're going to do all kinds of crazy stuff. Can we do a whole show like this? He's going to play the piano. I'm going to have that kind of late night party right in the middle of the day. Can I do a Phil Donahue real quick? All right, ladies, what are we working on? You excited? Yes. All right. Awesome. This is y'all's party. Y'all's party, Harry Connick Jr. has a new talk show. Are you fucking kidding me? Who gives a shit? That guy sucks. I never liked him. The best part about him, and I couldn't find a clip, but I totally remember when Jimmy Fallon did an imitation of him on Saturday Night Live. Somebody had a laser pointer, and the way he was doing it, he had to be, hey, come on, man. Come on, man. We're all just trying to have a good time up here. Come on, man. That ain't right. Hey, why do you got to do that? That was so funny, just making him look like a complete tool. This guy sucks. I, I can't stand him or his music or his cocky attitude, and I think his show's going to suck unless ladies love it that much. I mean, it is an afternoon talk show, I guess, but I, I don't know. I mean, can he, I guess they're maybe looking for a boy, Ellen, but don't those women just watch Ellen? Uh, I don't see it. I don't know. Who gives a shit? Harry Connick Jr. What an asshole. <laughs> you know what's interesting? Connection. He was in a movie... Can't remember the name of it, but Jodie Foster directed it and used him for some reason in this movie. And uh, we were just talking about Jodie Foster because now this guy's got to be stalking Jodie Foster. I mean, what what does this guy do? I mean, maybe he's reformed. I don't know. He's crazy. How do you let that guy out? Why don't we let out the guy that shot John Lennon, too? And mostly just because uh, he didn't shoot Yoko. and That's why he should be in jail because he fucked up. That we could have... That's mean, right? But still, right? You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. It's the end of this week's show. I have no idea if it was good or bad. I don't care. All right. I'm ending this show. I'm going to London. Hopefully, I'll be back. (laughs) Who knows? Who knows what happens over there? I put the uh, U.S. Embassy in my phone just in case there's trouble. Who knows? I called up for my credit cards. They're like, sir, we're all, we're authorized to tell you to uh, make sure you have the number of the U.S. Embassy. And I, I actually listened. I'm like, why did they say that? So I'm off, so I'm off to London. We'll see. And then uh, I guess uh, the Wednesday after, we'll probably have an excellent podcast, right? Because and then, they, and then the Tuesday after that is the big football show. Are you kidding me? I don't know whether I'm going to air that or what I'm going to do. I guess I, I can't decide. I can't decide. And then I got to do something for my 100th show. I'm thinking about maybe having like a Saturday afternoon down at the Village Underground with my friends or something like that. I got to do something special, right? You got to do a special 100th, 100th show, right? So I don't know. Got a lot of stuff planned and hopefully it's good. You know, it's sooner or later. We'll get to Monday and the network shows. Not that anybody cares, but I care. And if I care, hopefully you care because you like the show and you like the podcast and you like me just doing nonstop, nonstop talking because that's what I do and I can't wait to do it in London in a British accent I will and I'll tell you there's going to be a lot of talking to do when I get to London and when I come home I'm going to be talking just like this I know I'm doing Michael Caine now but I can switch up the accent you'll see anyway have a great week everybody and I will see you when I get back from across the pond